Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ravel. Vicious. But brilliant. You're with it. What's got around the back? And Richie Wood is dead again. The magic man has come up with another trick. Well, there's a chance to seal it. It's done. It's Georgie Kelly. Hello everybody, welcome again to New York Talk. This is obviously the Rolling United podcast. Thank you all for being with us. We have a draw in South Wales to talk about um, against Swansea and clubs like Rotherham. And also we have QPR on Saturday. We have Gary Thames with QPR coming into town, uh, which I think we're all looking forward to. You know, it should be a belting game, non-stop football, free-flowing, that kind of thing is what I think we can look forward to. <laughs> uh, how are you doing, Mick? Mick's with us to start with. How are you doing, Mick? I'm all good, mate. Thank you. All good. Fantastic. Danny will be with us very, very shortly, doing stuff. Um, so we're going to first off by saying thank you to Kimbo Sports Group, who are kindly supporting the podcast at the moment, as we've mentioned a few times. If you are looking to get ready your kits for the following season, for next season, uh, you can be prepared uh, and go ahead for go ahead and contact them if you want a five-side kit, six-side kit. They can also help you with those as well. They give you some yourself as well. If you use code NYT at checkout, they will give you a 10% discount as well. So give Kimbo a look. And also, I thought we'd start, Mick, by mentioning that uh, Rugby United Women's are playing on Sunday. I can't remember who they're playing against, but it's free entry. Yes. So if you're not doing anything on Sunday afternoon and you want to watch some football, uh, down at Parkgate, down at Roundwood, um, it's free entry. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't know what else you want to... I don't know what else I need to say, really. It's free. You don't pay anything. Um, so give it a go. If you're not doing out, you're not doing out when you're close by, go and have a look. It's football. It's a good laugh, I think. Mick, care to join on that? No, get off. Do it. <laughs> Roundwood, be there. Uh, Josh Lindus with us. Harvey Kelwick. John Rell's with us. Uh, Michael Carnell. Powerman UK. Chris Tedder and Mick Twig are with us so far. Thank you all for being with us. Uh, feels like ages ago since we played, Mick. I don't know whether it's just because of when we were recording or things like that, but it just feels like such a long time ago. It doesn't feel like the same week since we last played. I don't, I don't know if you'll feel the same. Yeah, it's thrown me completely. It's completely thrown me. I ain't got a clue what day it is. Um, because I, I, as far as I'm concerned, we played on Tuesday, so 
today's Friday, but I'm going to work tomorrow. I don't understand. I can't. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just too much for me. I don't, I don't like Monday night football. No, I'm not a fan. Not at all. Unless we didn't play. When we don't play, Monday night football's quite good. Well, it can be, yeah. Yeah, it depends. It depends, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. I'm sure we'll go on to... Uh, Shall we go on to some of the um, some of the um, coverage at some stage? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> what do you mean? Um, we may as well start and get out of the way, to be honest with you. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know where to start, to be honest with you. Let's let's just cover the, the Sky condescension. Um, they literally started within the first minute or two of saying that uh, clubs like Rotherham. Um, they changed it up to be fair they changed it up it wasn't teams like Rotherham it was clubs like Rotherham so they are doing they're mixing things up a bit um, but people know nowadays if you sell it you're going to get sticks so I don't understand why somebody like Sky don't think right let's let's work out a different way of speaking because it's just it, it speaks stinks of laziness and there's probably some great people working on so you know behind the scenes and that they make the show work there's probably some great people and then we get that in front of the camera it's just really disappointing to be honest with you it, it is, but in order to do something about it, they'd have to care, wouldn't they? You know, oh. um, and by moving a game from a Saturday afternoon to a Monday night with a five hundred mile round trip, they clearly don't care. You know what I mean? Um, it was hardly ever going to be a massive selling game for Sky in terms of viewer viewers. You know, mm. um, so I mean, yeah. I'd, it's difficult to care how they treat us uh, because they treat ev- well. I'm going to say they treat everybody the same. They don't, um, but they treat football fans the same. But but some of the, I mean, the commentary. I, I think Cheryl's just mentioned on the uh, on the comments there. Some of the commentary was just literally scripted. You know, it was it was clearly from a script. Um, because the 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 the, uh, the the pundit, the girl who was doing the punditry, uh, I've not heard her before, um, but she she. So I'm, I'm I'm on that basis. I'm working on the, the I'm working on that basis that she's she's probably quite new to doing it. Hmm. Uh, it was clearly scripted because what she was saying did not correspond to what was happening on the pitch. You know, it just hmm. it didn't correspond at all. So I don't know. It's just garbage. It's just rubbish, isn't it? And I think I prefer to sit there, just listen to crowd noise. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we should say um, everybody who went out, uh, what was 141 or 144 people that turned up? To yeah, like that, yeah. Um, you all deserve an absolute medal, and uh, and I should point out you are all very loud as well. Maybe yeah. 140 of you, but you all came <laughs> through very loud and clear on the sky uh, on the sky microphones. Um, yeah, legends, every single one of you. Danny, how are you doing, Danny? Uh, I'm all right, lad. Thanks. How are we doing? Oh, yes, we're good. Mix had a, mix had a quick rant to get mixed in, uh, to get himself in the game. Um, very, very good. <laughs> like it. <laughs> um, yeah, so let's move. Great. Danny, we've briefly covered the sky coverage being, you know. Paul, is there anything you want to add on it, just in general, or are you happy for us to move on to actual football that happened on the pitch? I think we need to start doing a teams like Rotherham bingo. And... We've got problems with the Valentine's Wi-Fi. 
Yeah. <laughs> I think that, <laughs> uh, Danny's, Danny's discussion on this is about as in time with, uh, with the oh. commentary uh, with a game on two, <laughs> Monday night. Uh, Sean Green says, do what I do, make it turn the sound off. That's, that's an option. Yeah. Uh, IFC 19's, it's, if I heard it's one of those things one more time on Monday night, it was going to put his foot through his TV. Um, <laughs> to put his TV through, yeah. You know, it wasn't a high-profile game, so <clears throat> what do we expect? Yeah, absolutely. Um, John Morell just in the game, says, it was, it was a poor game, poor game quality-wise, but as I said, at half-time on Benjamin Blue's channel, we were the better team uh, overall, and certainly two points dropped. Yeah, Mick, let's talk about the game just in general. Um, very frustrating because I thought we were the better team. Mm. We were the only team that had sort of any intent, and that's very easy to say because of Swansea's style. Um, but it was clear for me that Rotherham United were the other ones trying to try and score a goal consistently rather than just keep the ball. Um, could have scored with Chew in the first seconds. Couple of instances, second half. Um, feels like we should have won that game, really. Yeah, I agree with John. It's two points dropped. I don't think. I don't think anybody can argue that point. Certainly from a Rotherham United perspective, um, we had we had our opportunities to uh, to finish it off. Uh, we didn't. We managed to get the crowd on the home team, the home crowd on the home team's mm. back, um, and and still, unfortunately, we weren't able to take advantage of it. Um, and if come the end of the season. You know we're still struggling at this end of the table. Then it's games like that that you'll you'll sort of rue those missed chances. We did we did this last time in the championship. You know we spent we, we went down ruining pretty straightforward chances that we'd missed. Um, and and again, you know Monday night was was another one of those examples. At this stage of the season so far, we're not doing it anywhere near as often as we did last time. Um, and probably doing it more so away than we are at home, which is which is a bonus. Uh, but yeah, I, we were the better side for me comfortably. I think for the bulk of the game, they had a couple of periods where, well, no, no, they didn't do it really. No. no, I don't know whether you've seen on uh, on Twitter that um, Hancock, our Estonian mm. um, follower, our Estonian friend, has put a heat map of the game, yeah. um, and and you know. If, if just looking at that, it, it, it just tells it just tells the story of, of Swansea mm. City, doesn't it? You know, and, and I'm sure that if you overlaid every single heat map of their games for this season, there would be no difference. And, and it's basically just red, just in front of their 18 yard box, yellow up to the halfway line, and then nothing, mm. literally nothing. Um, the, the virtually zero. Well, again, you know, the, the, one of the one of the um, uh, stats that Sky trotted out on there were in the second half. It was something. The possession was something like seventy thirty in their favour, and they mm-hmm. had zero shots on target, zero shots off target, zero touches in our box, and yet we and, and we had sort of I don't know ten, eight, and six or something like mm-hmm. that. It, how can you? I don't get. I can't get my head around how a manager can continue to do the same thing week in, week out, week in, week out, fail week in, week out, and still keep his job. Not make any alterations. Not make any changes. No effort to to, to alter or adapt the way that they play 
and just moan at the board because they're not letting buy some new players. That is poor, poor management. Really poor, in my view. Um, but, you know, at least it's it looks way, isn't it? I, I can't yeah. remember the comment from MK Dons, but it was essentially saying that his way of playing is the right way of playing. I can't remember the exact wording of it, but he was very, very protective and uh, stubborn about his methods. Yeah. Um, but on the upside, he looks good, doesn't he? <laughs> you know, so every cloud and all that. Yeah, something like that. Um, Danny's back with us. Danny, how is your internet? That's the most important question. I don't think it's the internet. I think my laptop's just as tired as I am. <laughs> okay, well, that worked okay. So we'll, we'll persevere and hopefully, hopefully we can get some out of this. I'm sure we can. Mum, can you Wi-Fi. <laughs> no, it's not working, Danny. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, the joys of uh, podcasting like, uh, remotely. These Does it work better if I turn my camera off? Much better. I've seen lots better. We'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Danny, just give us your overall thoughts on the game then while we test your yeah. internet. Just give me all the thoughts again. We sort of say we're pretty disappointed. Semi-disappointed. You can't be disappointed. Two disappointed with a point, but two points dropped. Um, Yeah, I'd say two points dropped. I mean, if Georgia directs his shot mm. two inches away from where it actually lands. So, yeah, should be beating teams like Swansea. <laughs> <laughs> like it. Um, John Morell says, Danny, Ben never had these internet issues. Just saying. <laughs> ben, ben doesn't live in the back of beyond either. No, true. Um, let's talk about the conceded goal, Mick. Really frustrating. Mm. I mean, the past two Piro was brilliant. I can't move put the ball through, but it was it was almost an irony. That was one of the best bits of quality was the pass to him. Um, and I felt like we were just slow. I know he got the shot off fairly early. I still thought we were slow to get out to him. Um, and for him to have that space in his box was a, was a bit frustrating as well. It felt, it felt like it was a lapse in concentration. Yeah, I think it was a, a lapse in concentra concentration. There's a big gap between midfield and, mm -hmm. and the defence, and there was a, just as big a gap between the two centre halves as well. Um, Cam Humphries had got pulled out off to that left hand side there, and Bailey Wright had not, not covered, uh, sorry, onto his, off to his left hand side. Um, and Billy Wright had not really covered that uh, that gap through the middle, so it just opened up for him. And it's a good finish, it's a good ball, well worked goal. Um, but it was against the runner play, yeah. In my view, um, you know, it, what can you do? You know, you've got you've got to be switched on for for the full ninety minutes, and we switched off and we got punished. That's what happens in this league, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, uh, John Morell says it was it was Manning who put who put the ball through. Um, yeah, it was it was a lovely ball, uh, yeah. and it, it's almost a striker's finish. I know he's on the edge of the box, and I, I imagine for that kind of that kind of striker, he's clearly a very good player. Peru has got quite a lot of goals, but I imagine it's frustrating because he's almost feeding on scraps. He's had to, to hit the ball sweetly from the edge of the box, and that was his only chance of the entire game. The poor lad. Yeah, I'll, I'll show answer because Danny's obviously. Danny <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm, I'm just testing how long I've got of a delay here. <laughs> it's a while. <laughs> About right. 10 minutes, Danny. <laughs> uh, that was only three seconds. It's better. <laughs> uh, but there goal, Danny. Frustration. A lot of frustration. Um, yeah, I mean, it, we've seen it with us a little bit in this division. You know, we, we keep teams at bay quite well. Uh, and then they just have a little moment of quality and just grab a goal out of it. I mean, uh, I think, I'm trying to think, I can't really think back to it, but I have seen it a couple of times. I think QPR at the start of the season was one. Mm. Um, and more recently with Watford uh, at their place when we, when we drew one all. Yeah, it, it's just a bit of a, you know, you see how well we can stand up to teams. And obviously it's running the team ragged, trying to stand up to them. They just have that little flash of quality, and it's like, yep, that is what we're up against in this division. It's got no to do with how big of a club Rotherham are or how big of a club the opposition are. Because, by the way, did you know that Swansea won the EFL Cup 10 years ago? Sky didn't shut up about that, did they? Um, but, yeah, it, it's nothing to do with that. It's just a thing of you can just see how hard it is because you have that sudden flash in the pan and, oh, we've conceded. Mm. You know, and I think that's all it was with Swansea, but we equally could have got a goal back. I've mentioned Georgie. At least I hope everybody heard the majority of what I mentioned about Georgie. Um, but then, even with Chio right at the start of the game, we'd not even played a minute and we've hit the post already. You know, I had sudden flashbacks of Stoke and Luton at that yeah. point. Mm. Um, yeah, it's, oh, it's just an hard division, isn't it? And I think we're learning that because we can stand up to these teams a fair bit now. And yeah. we are just seeing how it's just that sudden unpinning of quality and it's like oh that's a bit sour because we've been playing better than that mm. yeah um the good news is Danny, we got through all that and that was perfect you didn't say we're perfect hey. that. We're really well, good. Hey. <laughs> I've, I've threatened the wi-fi box with a with a different company and it's behaving now <laughs> um and then something happened mick that's not happened before this season mm. we've got a point from a losing position the curse yeah. was broken um, the reaction from halftime—it was a terrible time to score. In, in, in as is general, mm. but we came out better. I, th- I thought we were quite good in the first half. We came out so much better in the second half. There was much more intent from us, or a bit, bit more uh, smarter in the way we were working, mm. uh, and we fully deserved that goal when it came. It, it, it could not be more deserved for me. No, I agree. Absolutely. There's not a lot else to say on that sort of subject. You know, we were, we 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 got what we deserved um, at that point, and probably deserve more. Uh, but but yeah, it was it was we, we played with a lot of intensity, um, even in the first half, particularly particularly those sort of first twenty minutes, we were pushing and pressing really high up the pitch, uh, and it just caused Swansea no end of problems. They just could not. Uh, they couldn't deal with it, which you know. If you, I know, I'm going back and sort of criticising them again, but if you're going to play that way, you're going to get pressed. You, if you can't deal with the press, don't play that way. I, I mean, it is pretty much that simple, isn't it? Because that's how teams are going to um, are going to get at you, and that's what we did in the first half, and we, we started again at the beginning of the second half, and and, and managed to um, managed to sneak a goal out of it. Um, I thought I thought it 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 screwed it up to be honest, Chio at one point. Uh, what a foul! What a cross! What a cross from Shane Ferguson. Mm. 
And then Chio, he almost appeared to stand on the ball and fall over uh, <laughs> as it came over. But but as a finish, it was very cool, very very cool uh, to 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 sort of, of you know the, the awareness to be able to, uh, to to recover and then flick it with the outside of his foot into the corner away from the keeper. Um, it was a cool finish, hardly spectacular, but. Um, it, it, you know, it's a sign of a, a striker, and that hopefully that will give him some confidence. Mm. Yeah, I think we said on the uh, on Sunday night, Danny, that it were almost written in the stars for Chio to score uh, <laughs> against Swansea. Um, it just was. I, I, I think I think it was a really clever finish. I thought first of all it was a foul. He got pulled back, and it was a foul. And I thought of the presence of mind of Chio to sort of think, right, I'm not going to be able to get this properly on my first touch, but I have got space just to take a moment and just basically sit on the ball and get something away. Uh, it just shows, I don't think Chio 10 days ago would have done that, but I think he felt confident in the game and comfortable in the game that allowed him to sort of think that clearly almost. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> if he meant to do it, it's a tremendous bit of skill, but I think we all know that he didn't mean to do it at all. He's been pulled back and he's got a very lucky drop of the ball. Um, which I think is something we've been lacking of it, <clears throat> excuse me, of the last few games, just a lucky drop of the ball. But thankfully this time it worked out. But it was like a, a double slip comedy routine because um, if we across the way, Fergie crossed the ball in mm-hmm. and he slipped with that. And then Chio's been pulled back, but stopped the ball, but still scored. I mean, Chio scoring that goal does show that he's got the wherewithal to be a striker because sometimes as a striker, it's just, a, I don't care how much power I get on it or whatever part of my body it hits or wherever I'm stood or on the floor. If I get someone on this ball and it goes in, they all count. Mm. And it's something we expect from, from Georgie per se. You know, I mean, look at his goal against, um, oh, was it Blackpool at home? Where he's virtually been, been, been stumbled down and still Who's managed still to... Like- was it Huddersfield? Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay, against Huddersfield, where he's just stumbled down and still got some mm-hmm. on ball and it and it's worked out. Um, same with Chio now. If Chio's capable of doing that and can apply it into future matches, then, you know, it, he's going to be much, much better than what we've seen of him over the last few games. Which isn't a criticism. I just don't... I think he's... He, I mean, he, he admitted in his interview that his head had been a little bit elsewhere, mm. but said you won't be human if you don't think like that, which is fair enough. Um, but I think now that Chio's gone, yeah, I'm I'm still a part of this, and I still want to be a part of this. And he's just like, if you're scoring goals like them, Chio, fair enough, off you go. Oh, please. Double digits, Chio, that's what we want, double digits. You're on eight, and we want at least 11. <laughs> yeah. Um, just on that, on that interview... Uh, Mick, as I mentioned, there. Mm. Uh, Chio obviously had had to come out and do the post match because Sky gave him man of the match. So obviously, that's I think it's compulsory, probably. Um, I like Chio, and I, 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 and that's one of the reasons I like him because of his honesty, but his positive, almost a positive spin on on his own honesty. We all knew it affected him. We all knew it affected Ben Wiles for all them months. It's your it's your life. It's your job. It's you know, you, it's understandable that it's going to affect him. Um, but he seems to have turned a corner and he's big enough and man enough to sort of say, yeah, you know, maybe got it wrong, this, that and the other, maybe affected me. But now here we go. Yeah, I mean, you can't not like Chio, can you? You just, you, you cannot not like him. It's just, yeah, it could be worst player we've ever had, but you'd still like him because he's such a, he's such a lovely bloke, isn't he? 
Um, and when you couple that with it, with his honesty and, and and openness in that interview, it just it just goes up even further in my estimation. Um, mm. I, I'm surprised he he did come out with that and 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 kind of cough it really, but more more sort of more kudos to him for doing that. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. I, I, yeah. It's, it, I'm I'm proud to have him at my club. I'll be honest with you. Um, you know, people like him are those sorts of personalities. I'm sure there's lots of them about, but we as supporters, you don't tend to get to see it very often. Uh, so I was really, really impressed with his interview, and 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 his his form has started to pick up slowly, game on game, um, yeah. over the past two or three two or three matches, and and hopefully that goal will help him kick on a bit more. His performance was was very, very good the other night. Um, and I think I think John's mentioned it in the comments that he's probably the only one that gave us any threat going forward. Um, Hugo was never going to give us a threat. That wasn't his job, I don't think, against Swansea. Um, his job was to disrupt that um, that sort of back four um, passing party that, mm. uh, that they have. Um, you know, you, the, the threat was always going to come from 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 elsewhere, um, and, and Chio. Chio managed to managed to achieve that for the bulk of the game, when he weren't being pulled down, pushed, kicked, punched, whatever, whatever, however they wanted to treat him, because uh, you know he got he got mistreated again, didn't he? Um, quite regularly throughout the game, uh, but I suppose we're going to have to put up with that by the looks of it for the rest of the season. So, yeah, love him to bits, love him to bits. Yeah. Not, not not to toot my own trumpet too loudly, but I got a Brewer off Chio, so just saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you going to mention that every week then, Danny? Or is what yes, I am. <laughs> I am. I'm going to mention it every week until he signs a new contract with us. <laughs> and if he um, don't, he'll cry. Power UK also says Chio's very honest and admire that. He also told Sky straight it's not all about the money. Yeah, if yeah. you've watched the Sky interview afterwards, basically they did the team like Rotherham thing. You know, a budget like Rotherham or something like that was the phrase I think they used. And sure, right. So it's not necessarily about the money. You know, you look at the teams that are that have been relegated, the teams that are around us in the league, Danny. They've got more money than us, but that is clearly irrelevant. If you get the right people and spend the money wisely, the money isn't largely irrelevant. We're not going to challenge top two, obviously, but mm. it's right, largely irrelevant as long as you get the right people in and spend it wisely. Yeah, definitely, and you know, get people in who are willing to <clears throat> buy into your idea as well, and. You know, with with Chio Sky interview, I mean, I don't know how much of a hint drop it is that there's something in the works or whatever, but it's interesting that they mention like budgets like Rotherham and he says it's basically not all about the money. Mm. You know, it's about you, someone's commitment to you and then you committing to that idea, which if Chio can play a striker regularly with our three at the front set up, then, you know, there's no guarantee he'll be played as a striker at Swansea, for example. So why wouldn't you stay with a club like Rotherham? You know where, where we. I mean, see what you did there, Danny. Like exactly, exactly. But he, I mean, John S just mentioned people like him. Is that like clubs like Rotherham? Basically, right. If there's ever a sentence where it's something like Rotherham, we are now counting it and putting something aside as a tally. I think we're on about sixty-two. At the minute, something like Rotherham, because Sky tried to be clever by said clubs like Rotherham, yes. but we all did the um, Leonardo DiCaprio meme where we all clicked and went, ah, ah, he said it, and it's before the game's even kicked off. Oh. Um, but yeah, just going back to Chio because we went on a tangent there. 
um, yeah, he, he told Sky straight and fair play to him. Mm, yeah. Uh, also, I think Swansea have maybe put him off. If I'm Chio, I don't want to sign for that for that type of football. That is not you will not get the best out of Chio playing that type of football at all. Um, maybe that's why he didn't go. Maybe maybe he clearly didn't want to play that type of football. We don't know, obviously. Mm. Um, but yeah, if I'm Chio, I'm playing against that. I'm thinking, nah, you're all right. I'll find somewhere else. Don't worry about it, guys. I'm sure, South Wales is lovely, but now nah, you're all right. Um, <laughs> let's talk about Mr. Ward. Damien Dunkley says, what do you think of Hugh Will's yellow card? Thought the ref was bad, but he's always bad for us. Yes, Mick, there were some issues, particularly first half. There was some very soft yellow cards and another such like, but the big decision in the game was the, the Bailey Wright foul that we didn't give, which for me was a stonewall foul and would have been a stonewall red card. So I think we've dodged a bullet there because I, 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 he's pulled him back. I can't look strike. Well, Bailey Wright's pulled him, got wrong side of man, pulled his arm back. Uh, if that's all the way around, we're talk, we're talking about the AFL being against us again because that was a foul. Well, I'm gonna, I'm in two separate issues really. Gavin Ward is Gavin Ward. You know the the yes. question about the the the, the booking for Hugh Bill was ridiculous, utterly ridiculous. And two minutes later, five minutes later, there was a very, very similar foul on mm. Hugo, which is penalised, but not booked. And it was it was the same sort of thing, standing on the foot and, and so on and so forth. The Bailey Wright thing is not a foul. It's a dive. It's clearly a dive. Oh, the, guy, the guy, the, the Swansea striker, wraps his foot or tries to wrap his foot, leaves his leg trailing, trying to wrap it around Bailey Wright uh, and fails. Fails spectacularly as far as I'm concerned. Um, so I would have been very, very disappointed had that been given. I would have been screaming at telly if that had been given because it was a clear dive for me. Uh, I'm not convinced that Gavin Ward could see that. No. I just think that he didn't give it because it's a big decision. Um, I agree, yeah. You know, but he, he, got, he got, in my view, he got that right. Um, there's, there's no point going on about him because he's, he's, he's not great, is he? Um, he's... he's, he's is the is a sort of is the picture of, of, of inconsistency, um, but you know, it is what it is. Mm. We're, We're going to get him again, aren't we? We're going to get him yeah, definitely. John Morell says, "Don't agree. It's a foul. It's not enough contact for him to go down. He played for it. Fair enough." Yeah, Danny. It, 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 it was the only decision. It was the only real decision yeah. in the game. To be fair, there was no close penalty shouts or any other ones. It was the only real big decision. We know Gavin Ward's a bottler, so if he's good, if he got, if he cannot give the decision, he'll not give the decision. What were your view on it? Um, I I agree. If there's if there's if there's the decision to be made, Gavin Ward doesn't make it. <clears throat> but I do find it interesting that we've had Gavin Ward more than any other official this season. We've had him four times, but surprisingly, we've won two of them yeah. and only lost and only lost once. Which one did which we lose? Um. Because then we had against Birmingham when we won. Yeah. Monday night we drew. Yeah, Swansea was the draw. Then we won against... um, Who did we lose against when we had Gavin Ward? Um, West Brom, I think. That was was somebody else incompetent. Ah. You remember that one? Uh, I'll have a look. Bear with me. But but yeah, anyway, so it's it's quite surprising that with... um, 
we've only won once at home, so it was definitely away when we lost. Um, but it's interesting, we've had him four times and we've had Oliver Langford and uh, ooh, somebody else um, three times, so they're coming up. So it's all interesting that sometimes we get the questionable officials and we've had those more than the rest. Uh, have I exposed something here, lads? <laughs> oh, dear. Um, the way win was stuck. Ah. Uh, and they also refed us at Millwall, which was a very easy game because we were garbage. Yeah, that's that's the away loss. I knew it were three 0 somewhere. Mm. Uh, yeah, um, as we all very rightly pointed out, Pamadukis as a camera literally went to Stroud as soon as the ball stopped. They even said he ran the pitch. He's a fourth official. I can't believe how many times Keith Stroud Keith Stroud was on the telly more than the referee on the pitch. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand. Mick, he must have something on so many people because he's constantly on telly. He's constantly still in champion. I just, he's just mad. I think we just notice it more because of, because of our dislike of him. That's all. Um, I don't know. So, yeah. How many times do you see a Premier League game other than when the you know the fourth official's getting it's putting board up? When do you? They never go to a fourth official, do they? Not not very often. I mean, Gavin Moore was uh, fourth official last night at. Um, he was, uh, I saw him a couple of times. So, um, but yeah, but yeah, I mean, but they didn't go. Here's your fourth official, and here's Gavin Ward. They went. They just went. Yeah, no. put board up. Yeah, no, that's true. Actually, he didn't get. He didn't get a name check on like, uh, like our Keith <laughs> the other night. Quite a few times, to be honest. But there, yeah. Um, yeah. Matt Miller agrees with Mick, which I never thought we'd see on referee decisions. Um, Matt Miller says the decision to caution Pugel was extremely poor. The challenge was innocuous and not in a threatening position. Yeah, really poor. Yeah, but there you go. That's to be fair, more. I mean, he, I think he, I think he gave out five, five mm. bookings, four or five bookings at least, and probably one of them might have been realistically a booking. You know, um, it, it, but anyway, whatever, whatever. Yeah. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Agree. Uh, Shelly RFC says, Coventry had glimpses of Dan Ballister at times when he had the ball. Always wanted to be on the ball and his vision was very good. Just can see why he's playing at playing at a high level. He's gradually, Danny, gradually and gradually and slowly becoming a looking like a proper player. He had a mm. really slow start. And I'm, again, I'm going to put it down to him not playing games at West West Ham. He's, he's, he's probably playing under 23 football, if that. So it's going to take time. And we are starting to see the, the makings of a really good player there. Oh, yeah, we are. I mean, after a few iffy um, performances, shall we say, where it didn't really look like he was effectively just doing much in midfield. 
Um, he has come on leaps and bounds in the last couple of games. And, yeah, I agree. We are seeing those little <clears throat> sprinklings of Dambala. So, um, but it goes back to what we said a few podcasts ago. We can see why we've signed him, because yeah. he's effectively like Dan was on his first loan when we were in League One. Um, uh, and and Coventry is very similar at the minute, quite quite raw, but you can see the attributes that we've signed him for. And again, with Swansea, those attributes really shone for him and I thought he'd play very, very well. Um, but as is the thing with most Premier League footballers, like it's actually the big clubs that go on loans lower down. It's just the consistency. Barlas have found his consistency and got his move deserved, deservedly. Whereas with Coventry, I don't know. It's like if, if we stay up this season... I can picture us going in for him again just to get it on just a little bit. Um, and hopefully that's the case because he does shine when he shines. Mm, yeah. And this is, I'm surprised Mickey didn't go on loan at the start of the season. I understand West, West Ham want to, want to keep and have a proper look at him. But he's, he's clearly the type of player that needs to play minutes. Mm. He's, he's looking more and more comfortable. So if you're not going to play him at West Ham, that's fine. But send him out somewhere, get him minutes because there's a player in there. But he clearly needs to play the minutes at this level. He's not played more than 20 games. I think he played 15, 16 games for Peter last season in the Championship. He needs to play the minutes. He does need to play the minutes, but he needs to play the minutes in a similar sort of style to the way that West Ham play. Because I think he, I think he's a bit of a Declan Rice type, isn't he? Not at that level by any stretch of the imagination, but he's that kind of player and he performs that kind of role. Um, so in order for him to develop into that role, he's going to have to play in a similar sort of setup. Um, so and I, and and I I think that's possibly the kind of the, the way that Matt Taylor is trying to get this team to play. Don't ask me what it is because I don't really fully understand it. But <laughs> it, it, it's it's playing around that that uh, that midfield and and yeah, I don't I don't understand it. But um, it, it doesn't explain to me about the pivot then. Well, that's where I was, I was gonna I was I didn't want to use that term because I don't really fully understand how it works. But yes, something to do with a pivot in midfield. Yeah. Don't, yeah. Turn the, don't turn this into a Friends episode where someone's just yelling pivot. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to get somebody in the know, in the know to explain to us exactly what a pivot is. Yeah. Um, a, if you watch England in the Euros, there were people talk about the double pivot back then. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know exactly. Well, I'll have to. We'll investigate. You've confused me now. <laughs> <laughs> there was there, the the commentator the other night mentioned a double something or other, a double switch or something, two or three times, and I had absolutely no idea what she was talking about. Zero idea. It made no sense to me. They have these phrases that come in. Don't it's like it's like the low block came in a couple of years ago. The phrase low block came in, and now it's sort of semi semi you know semi widely used. I assume it's it'd be like a coaching thing or a tactical phrase. Yeah. Uh, I quite like my my uh, new saying of up the spout, which is where Fozzo plays because you've got your big bulk to the watering can, and then you end at the top, and Fozzo just goes <laughs> up the spout and runs through the attackers. Okay, yeah, I, I like it. It's not it doesn't sound as technical as a pivot, but no, I, but, I, but it, yeah. it's still fun to say when Fozzo's playing yeah. up the spout. <laughs> uh, Nicholas Skimmer says on Coventry I made a couple of switches and they were bang on the money yes they were uh, John Wells says good you're on sat down Mickers used the phrase pivot in football in conversation <laughs> yes, nice to know I brought it back down to earth <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Any other performances that stand out? I, th- I thought it, I thought Danny it was just a good team performance. I don't think anybody else particularly stood out. She obviously won man a match, but it wasn't his best game. I thought it was better, but I don't think, I don't think it was his best game for us. Uh, anybody else that stood out for you? Um, no, I agree. Well, I thought they were quite quiet. Yeah, um, but I agree with you. It was just a, a nice all rounder from us. Mm. I think it was um, a performance that could have warranted a win on a different day. Yeah. But long in the short it is, it's a it's a performance that got you a draw because it was just an all rounder, you know, which which is nice. Mm. Um, but for me, if you have an all round team performance away from home after a really hard fought win at home, mm. um, effectively the week before because it was a Tuesday, um, yeah, it just goes to show we've gone right. We need to put performance in. If we win, we win. If not, pick up a point, and that's exactly what we've done. Uh, we've got a few injuries off the back of it going into um, into Saturday, but again, that's what's at this level, isn't it? Like, mm. 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 yeah. Uh, Cam Humphreys, Nick. Shelley, Shelley says Cam Humphreys yet again playing out from the back and trying to create something. It was again sensational, Cam Humphreys. Uh, I don't think they had the best game. I thought he did. I, I thought he did okay. Got caught out once, twice, but Cam Humphreys was uh, was very, very good again, weren't it? It was, yeah. We were pretty solid at back, to be fair. The other one or two scares, and obviously the goal that um, we probably should have done better. Uh, but but as a, as a back four, I thought I thought we were pretty solid. Cam Humphreys, he's just yeah. I'm not going to keep going on about him. He's he's, he's excellent. Um, I thought I thought Peltier had a, had a decent game mm. to the off. That's Going to be clearly one of the injury worries we've got. He's he's, he's yes. been he's been feeling his hamstring past the past two games now, the Sunderland game and the Swansea game. So I don't know what the issue is there, but that, that might be um, you know that might that might keep him up, keep him out. If not this weekend, then um, then you know move, moving forward. So uh, I thought Yelda played well. I mean the the, the effort Yelda had on, Yelda had on goal in that first. If that had gone in, that yeah. would have been goal of the season. What a strike that was, and and I didn't realise until I saw the replay how close it was. Mm. You know, if it had been probably a yard further out, that was just that that would have been an absolute screamer. Struck it so well, um, so yeah. Defensively, I thought we were all right, and uh, and Cam Humphries will always stand out for me. He's uh, he's a player from yeah. the player. Mm. Um, John Mel says, says Peltier as well. Says Peltier was very looked very solid. He wasn't particularly impressed by Cam Humphreys. Um, yeah, well, and I get that. I understand that because he's, he's not. He, he, yeah, I, I do get that because he's not played. He didn't play the other night to the level that he has played, but he was still solid and he's still working to to, to pull that um, to, to create something out from the back. Uh, mm. He's got it. He's got it all, definitely. Yeah, as yeah. Right, let's move on uh, because we've talked a lot and we've got a couple of other bits to talk about tonight. Just want to briefly touch on the Reading situation, which has broke over the last couple of days. Now, a bit of breakdown, a bit of backstory. As last season, Reading were deducted six points for essentially breaking financial fair play. Basically, there's obviously other bits to it. As part of this, they were given six point deduction with a six point suspended deduction on the condition that they follow a very strict business plan that the EFL has set up and arranged for them. This involves the FL sanctioning deals, uh, sanctioning loans, sanctioning and everything they do in terms of bringing people into the football club, from my understanding. 
The EFL, the rumour is, and this has not been confirmed by Reading or the EFL, the rumour is that Reading has somehow not stuck to this, even though the EFL have, have approved all their dealings. Uh, Reading have somehow not stuck to the business plan or broken the business plan or not adhered to it strict, as strictly as the EFL want them to. And there is a rumour that there is another six points. The, the six points suspended will now become active. There are rumours they'll get 12 overall this season. Now, I, I don't know how substantiated that is. That that would mean they've broken the rules again, which if they have, then it's warranted. But I can't say that being the truth. Paul Ince has, in his pre-match press conference, has essentially said they're expecting that to happen within the next week. Not word for word, but that's essentially what he is saying. So it sounds like Reading are preparing for a six-point deduction, which will take them one point ahead of us. With I think I saw from the second tier today saying they have the hardest run of fixtures between now and the end of the season out of the entire division. Mick, that's a lot of information. Yeah. Um, thoughts on it in general? I mean, if they've not stuck to it, then the EFL are doing absolutely the right thing. We've said you said to do X, Y, and Z. You've not done X, Y, and Z. Right? Here's the suspended punishment. Mm. But there are questions on how they failed it if the EFL have been so strict with the dealings and whatnot. Yeah. Well. If they failed it, then they've obviously done it, uh, and, and the EFL are paying as close attention to to the way that they're operating as as they claim to be. Uh, then they've done it by some sort of underhand method, haven't they? Some sort of deception, mm. which makes it even worse. Um, so if they've not followed the business plan, that's their problem. I, I mean, I I feel for for Reading supporters. Don't get me wrong, and I've been quite vocal about Reading in the past. Uh, in terms of where, in terms of the way that club's been run, um, and and I, as far as the ownership of the club is concerned, I'm glad, and I hope it, I hope things coming home to roost might ch- might might change things. I feel for the Reading supporters. I do. It's not their fault. It's not you know they're 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 having to suffer this, but unfortunately um, for them, for the supporters, the club have obviously not done what they're supposed to be doing. Um, if they get the first six points, should be because they had six points suspended. So that's just that's not. And if they get another one, that's not a two bites at the cherry. It's not a double hit. One of them is they're getting punished for last season. Mm. You know they were they were let off and 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 they've got they've gone and done it again. So that's that suspended six points comes in. And, and I hope they do get another. If they have been doing it something dodgy or not sticking to the plan that they agree that they would stick to, then they they fully deserve it. Uh, absolutely, and and hopefully it would serve as a deterrent for some other um, less than scrupulous owners, uh, because there are plenty, aren't there? Um, yeah. So we'll we'll have to wait and see. But I mean, as from from a Rotherham United point of view, it, it, I hope it doesn't have any effect on us. Um, you know, I hope it, I hope it doesn't really matter as far as we're concerned. Um, but the point that some people have made on social media, um, whoever whoever finished third bottom last season and went down. They went down because Reading were not doing what they should have been doing. Mm. Or it could be argued that. Um, So, yeah. Having said all that, I can't see the AFL wanted to relegate them. Do you not think? I'd be surprised. And the EFL seem to want to really stick the boat in. They were seeing it with Birmingham at the minute where they really want to make an example out of them. I think the EFL, especially after Derby situation, I feel like the EFL are right. We need to properly clamp down. Because if you don't, you're going to lose clubs eventually one way or another. I feel like they're really being sticklers. For it. If it means relegation, it means relegation. 
I think that's how the EFL see it. Hopefully, um, I hope you're right. Hope you're right. The problem is, Danny, that I feel like we just can't trust anything the EFL say or do because they are, I, I, again, I can't trust it. They are meant to authorize everything that Reading do from under, within the business plan. So this means Reading are like to mix it. They've either been very underhanded and, ch- and cheated or the EFL have not done their job properly. So it's very difficult without knowing the full ins and outs, but maybe it's just not a Robin Knight problem. It almost feels like the EFL have been too trusting in Reading to <clears throat> sort it out, sort it out themselves, um, and don't know what Reading have returned or what investigation the EFL has done, but it warranted them going. Mm, you've you've not behaved, have you? Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I seem to remember something like. Please correct me if I'm wrong with this, but I seem to remember something where it was the six point suspended thing, um, but in the same like statement the EFL said something along the lines of and I am paraphrasing here because I can't quite remember exactly what it said um, that if they breach it within 12 months or something or other like that then they'd be hit with another six point deduction for basically not doing what they're told so it'd be like a double punishment I seem to remember something about that I might be getting me uh, statements muddled up because there's been so many recently with different clubs misbehaving it's not um, a double punishment, though, Danny. Is it not? Is it part of the it's same? Not a double punishment. That's if if if, for example, they get docked six points because of the suspended from last season. That is the punishment for last season. Any right. further breach needs to be punished again. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so if the, if that six that first six points we're talking about there relates to last season, it was just suspended. Mm. So that is the punishment for last year. The fact that they've not stuck to the rules implements the punishment from last year. Right. And any okay. further breach can be punished again. So it's not it's not a a, a two bites at the cherry. And and I mean John John Morell's mentioned in the comments there that if if they got another six, it won't they wouldn't be until next season. I'd be very surprised if they give them a six point deduction suspended for a season. They breach it, so they implement the suspended six points and then give them another suspended six points why would you give them mm. the same punishment when they've, they've already brought the first one mm. so, you, though, the EFL has <clears throat> has a rep of um, making some strange punishment yeah. claims because I, I know it wasn't the EFL at the time it was just the um, the football league um, but when they said about Rotherham leaving Millmore, like, oh, you have to be back within the town limits in four years or else you're getting kicked out of the league. That was written down. And it's like, how's that legal? You know, I'm, I'm sure someone of a more legal standard would be able to tell me the answer to that, but it just smells a little bit iffy. Same with this Reading thing. Six points from last season, like you say, Mick, but now there's a potential other six points coming into play, so it's a potential 12. It's like, hmm... It, it, it'd be easy just to go, look, if you don't do what we tell you to do, we'll take 12 points off you. That would have been the easiest thing to do, but there's a lot of you know, yeah. jargon with it, isn't there? Um, but yeah, it, all, all we know for sure is that Reading haven't done what they've told and the EFL's going, right, we're going to do something about it. Basically. Yeah. yeah. Other um, than that, we don't know because those statements can be annoyingly long and it's like... I mean, I'm trying to be a journalist for heaven's sake, and I cut my head in the tail of it. It's just like, you know, mm. just, just either hit them now or go, mm, we're past the threshold where it might affect your position in the league and then delay it until next season. 
Because that's a whole different kettle of fish where it's like, oh, if, if, yeah. if that point deduction forces you to be relegated when you might have survived, then they put it on to next season. And it's like, mm. it makes me a ditch thinking about it. Yeah, it's crazy. We'll wait to see what we'll probably hear in the next week or so. I would, I would have thought about that. Um, there'll be some charges. I don't know if there's an appeal process because it's suspended, probably not. Uh, so I'll have to wait and see. But John Morell Sprite points out the business plans were rubbish. They tried to claim that Birmingham broke it years ago. As we rejected a four million paid for Shardons in the summer, then sold them fifteen million pounds in the summer. You, you can't believe a word that comes out of the AFL's statements. Um, so let's wait and see. Let's wait and see what happens. Don't know. Um, let's move forward and um, let's talk about Rugby United again Saturday afternoon. Uh, if anyone's looking forward to QPR to come into town, don't get don't. excited. Don't get excited for the football. We might win. We might. There's a good chance we'll win. Decent chance we'll win. But Mr. Gareth Ainsworth is back at New York Stadium again. Yay! Um, somebody else who will get us equally warm welcome is the referee, Darren Bond. Uh, <laughs> he is the referee on Saturday. Uh, if, you, if you think you know the name, you do. He sent off Matt Crooks uh, for accidentally uh, catching somebody else's head against Middlesbrough. He also sent off Michael Smith, which got rescinded against um, Wednesday. Uh, same season. Uh, just interesting, he's only given six red cards out in the last three seasons, Darren Bond. Two of them were for us. Uh, lucky us. Uh, didn't give a single one out last season. So that's uh, that's, that's because it. we were in championship. There you go. That's exactly right. Um, yeah. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Was it not Darren Bond that uh, didn't give the penalty at Swansea that championship season as well? When they, they no, Do- um, I think I think it was Donahue. All ah, right, okay. I think. Yeah. Um, right, I'll just give you a few stats on QPR's form recently because it is ridiculously bad. Just as this was, this give you a bit of context. When on the 23rd of October, QPR were top with 30 points, they are now 18th on 39 points. <laughs> they have, they have nine, they've got nine points from a possible 54 points in that time. They have one no win in their last eleven, lost their last four, and that's a total of one win in their last nineteen games. That's why Neil Critchley eventually got the sack, Danny, um, and that puts everything into perspective a little bit. It's a good job they were top because <clears throat> if they were mid-table, they'd be rock bottom at league. That, that's, mm. that is a horrific run of form. Yeah, you could argue that our point against them was a very good point if they were <laughs> up and coming at the time. Um, but yeah, with that, it sort of makes a little bit more sense why they brought Ainsworth in because Ainsworth does know how to win points mm. sometimes by any means necessary. I mean, the what was it, 38 minutes the ball was in open play at so, Wickham's yeah. ground last season, something ridiculous like that. Um, so yeah, so if you are heading to the match, which by the sounds of it, a lot of people are because there's roughly 200 tickets left, bring a book. <laughs> or, or if you're um, if you're old enough to have had one, a Nintendo DS or something like that, or maybe a possible DVD player, something to entertain yourselves for the majority of the match. But then again, thinking about it, Ainsworth has come in and tried to implement his system, and I believe QPR lost last time out. Yeah, to Birmingham will be a good bit of form to be fair. Yeah, so I wonder if because it seems a strange time to bring Ainsworth in because his system does take a lot of. Um, conditioning, mm. shall we say? Yeah. But he hasn't had a he hasn't had a transfer window. 
he uh, he hasn't had much time with his squad like pre-season, for example, to implement it. So I'm just wondering, would it be the right time to bring Ainsworth in? You know, like obviously bring him in now, and if QPR survive, then they can build off it. Fair enough, but it's like with a system like Ainsworth's, where it really is frustrate the opposition and nick a goal, which is how we can play against us the majority of the time. It does seem very strange for him to be brought in, and I think the players will have, will struggle to adapt to it quickly. They might adapt to it quickly, and, I, and I'm not sure because. You know, I, I'm not a football coach, whatever. But um, <clears throat> but his system does seem one that needs getting used to. And my question is, will QPR get used to it when it when it's their second game on drains with? It's a it's an interesting dilemma for them. Mm. I think it's John Rell says. I think we're giving the with a little bit of a hard time. He does have some of the quality up front players at his disposal, which we, which he won't have had before. Yeah, I mean, all, all make I would say what we're saying is is, is is extremely pragmatic. So what he the way he knew how to beat our previous manager's teams was to play that way. Mm. We saw in the playoffs last season, particularly the first like at MK Dons, they were they were brilliant. They were so mm. good against MK Dons in such a different way of playing. Mm. So maybe it's just that was the the that's the style to beat our previous management. Um, and, it, and there's a bit more, and um, we are just. I mean, a bit of PTSD for having to watch those whatever four games of football it was over the past few years. Yeah, possibly, but there are fans of other clubs who have said precisely the same that we we said about about them. Um, I, I, I've seen I've seen it said a few times that Ainsworth now has different quality of players, different level of quality of players at his disposal uh, since he's gone down there. Um, yeah, pro- probably that might be the case, but. You've got to understand that, the, the, as you've pointed out there, the dire run of form that the QPR are on at the moment, his first job has to be to stop that rot. It has to be. Um, and, and I would argue, I hope I'm wrong, but I would argue that the, the, the way he's going to do that is to revert to what he knows and what he's good at um, and, and just try and see games out and, and try and sneak a 1-0 win um, until he's able to, to really start to implement something um, a little bit more, I'm going to say open, but I can't believe I'm using that word in, in the same sentence as Gareth, Gareth Ainsworth team. Um, we have seen it can be done, but as you pointed out there with that game in the playoffs, but um, well, well, we'll have to wait and see. He has got he has got better players, so maybe we can hope that he might come and try and win the game. We can mm. only hope. And if he does then it should be a decent game. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we will. Nicholas, come on. This is the thing. If they go 1-0 up, the tactics will come out. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's probably what I think you're saying, McKinney, really. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the, I mean, he's, all, he's obviously, he's, he's got a lot of work to do, you know. Um, he's not a manager, I would suggest, that suffers prima donnas particularly, much, particularly well, you know. Um, much as much as we 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 turn the Mickey out of him and, and call him for some of the tactics that he's used, he, he, he's clearly a very pragmatic and uh, I'm going to say down to earth. But I mean, it, it clearly not. We're going to go look at the lads. He's not down to earth in it. But um, you know, he doesn't take he doesn't take any nonsense. Um, I think he's probably the best way of putting it. So he's got that to deal with as well. Because I would argue probably there are some players at QPR who who feel that they should be playing at a higher level and um, may not appreciate a change in um, 
management technique, shall we say. Yeah. Um, Elias Cher came off injured last week at Blackburn and he may be out for Saturday. They've said today they thought it was quite a serious injury. It doesn't seem as serious as it once as, as they thought. So it's unclear whether Chair was he was probably their best player, although Willock against us, as John mentioned, the comments is a good player. He was very good against us at their place. Um, mm. Yeah, mm. I don't know. Let's wait and see. I don't know what to say. Um, how important is this, Danny? We sit thirty-seven points. We think somewhere for around 45, 46, 47 will probably do it. Uh, so it's 10 points away from probably probable safety. Um, how big is this run of fixtures now? Because obviously we've, we've, we've got these. Uh, we have Birmingham next week, Preston on the Tuesday after, and then Cardiff. So you're sitting there four, four games, three of them at home, and you're sort of saying, wow, there's an opportunity to essentially secure survival. And that I think that's probably reaching for the stars, to be honest with you. But that, but that is a possibility. Um, if mm. you can stay unbeaten or you know win two out of these four, you're sort of saying you're almost there. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're averaging right now just over a point a game. And if we carry on as we are right now, we finish just just above 50 points. Mm. Um, so for me, that reads, reads positively. Just stay on as we are and we should be okay. However... Football doesn't work based on averages. It based on how many goals you score and if you win, lose or draw games. Um, I do think the QPR game is a big one. <clears throat> um, but it'll be a very Rotherham United thing to do to gift a team a win that's bang out of form. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> surprised we didn't do that at Blackpool, if I'm being honest. And Swansea. Um, and Swansea, <laughs> yeah. Um, but for me, like a home record is a lot better than our away record, as Sky kept pointing out. Thank you very much. Um so for our next three or four to be at home, we need to really get our heads together and build on that. I mean, the Sunderland result was a massive one. Um, mm. And with this one, again, it could be a massive one because it pips us over 40 points, well, onto 40 points. Mm. Um, and then, like you say, another another win and two draws or another two wins even, then you're effectively there, barring any calamitous collapses. Mm. Um so, yeah, it's just a big game, and it and it's a big and it's an even bigger game where it's now Taylor Ball against Ainsworth Ball rather than the previous manager Ball versus Ainsworth Ball. So, does Taylor know how to combat it effectively? That's more of a reason I'm looking forward to it because I want to see what Taylor's response is to it now. Mm. Yeah, is it is it just to send Jordan Hugel in and completely disrupt them sitting on the ball or kill it off with pace or what? It's going to be very interesting. Yeah. And exactly what um, Mad UK says, home games are the key. Exactly. They are. That's right. And if somebody mentioned about the fixtures in April, I mean, yeah, they, they are tough. You've got West Brom, Norwich, Luton, Burnley, Bristol City, Middlesbrough in April. But if you're going to, based on where Burnley are going to finish, playing Burnley on the 18th of April might be a really good time to play them. Mm. They might have already won the league by then. They'll probably already be promoted. You play Middlesbrough second to last game at season. If the, if the season keeps going as, as, as it is, their season will be over by that point until the playoffs start in two weeks' time. So that might not be bad times to play those mm. teams. And as we've, as we've found out, we play better against better teams. So yeah. I don't know. Mick, yeah. just thoughts on this little... Because then we have the international break after the Cardiff game. That's why it's a really good stopping point mm. um, for us. Um, Season-defining or is it too early to say that? We, we are in March, though, so... It's, it... <laughs> 
it's not season defining uh, because obviously there's plenty of games after that as well, you know. So we could lose them all and, and still stay up comfortably. Uh, having said that, it could be season defining if you win them all. Yeah. Um, so and and they are all winnable. They are all winnable games. Um, but uh, as has been mentioned a couple of times there, you know, we perform better against the teams that are, that are up near the top than we do with the teams around us. I don't know why that is. Um, it just is. That's how. That's how it. How it has been for most of this season. And to be fair, most of the other seasons as well that we've had other recent years. So um, it could be a season-defining next four games. Yeah, definitely. If we win them all, but if we don't manage to do that, which is unlikely, let's be fair. Um, if we don't manage to do that, then it's not going to be season-defining. In that, it's not going to relegate us. Mm. Well, if two wins out of those four puts you on the brink, it puts you on forty-three points. That's the brink of survival, isn't it? Realistically, fifty points is going to be. You need you need to get to that fifty-point mark. You you really do need to because to, know, to be sure, yeah, to be sure, yeah. yeah. To, uh, the, there's a chance that two or three teams below you might go on a bit of a run. Uh, it's possible. So, but if we win those two games, we'll have dragged probably back, probably drag Birmingham back in there, probably. Yeah. You, you 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 will certainly drag Reading back in there because of their points deduction. It then becomes right. You're on forty three points and you've got five teams below you, six yeah, teams yeah, yeah. below you. you. You then need you need three out of six teams, four out of six teams to be better than you. Yeah, between that run. So I don't know. We're looking, maybe looking too far ahead. Let's you know on Sunday evening when we've lost two nil. Uh, yeah, again. exactly. It's a different. You get get see a different perspective then into. Yeah. Um, John Reynolds has talked about playing teams at the end of the season. John Reynolds, uh, Birmingham said that about playing Fulham last season and then lost 6 2. Pound Med UK says if we beat Burnley at home, he's gonna, he's gonna do the Gary Neville shout of, Oh, where do you want your company? Where do you want your statue, Vincent Company? Right next to him. Very <laughs> 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 says we don't need you dragging us back into it. We're quite capable of doing that. <laughs> yeah, that was a bit patronizing, that Matt. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> that'd be a points deduction coming to St Andrews. Yeah, we don't know, do we? Um, well, yeah. So you know, the table's not finished. Um, predictions for like, any major changes, Danny? We, we think Rathbone is nursing injury. We know Rathbone's. We think Peltier's a doubt. Shane Ferguson it sounds like he's out. Um, Keener's not back until after the international break. Any major changes you want to see? Um, I mean, from from the list you've just rattled off there, I think it's more of a next man up sort of thing again. Mm. Uh, like we saw that with Hall coming out and Wright coming in against Swansea. And I think it's now a, a case of, you know, if Ollie's got that niggle and Peltier's got that niggle, next man up, you know. <clears throat> um, because Taylor's put on record that the players are a little bit dead on the feet, like some haven't been training, like Ferguson, another one that hasn't trained. And it's just a race against time. So, it's just next man up. Other than that, I think it's more of an as-you-were sort of thing. As-you-were as bar injuries, I think it's the best mm. way to put it. Yeah. Shelley wants Kyoso in. Uh, Nicholas Skidmore asks, would you try Bramall swap for Fergie? Fergie's not fit, Mick. Do you, do you give Bramall a try up there? Do you just ch chuck Fossum out there, put an extra man in the middle? Bramall. Put Bramall up there. It absolutely... It, it, it terrified the life out of him. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and if if Peltz is not fit, then I'd definitely have Kyoso back in there. I don't think he will. Uh, I think he'll put, he'll, he'll put Wes on, uh, which again, Wes on form, I have no issue with that whatsoever. Um, and, and his poor form's been been going on long enough now. I think it's time that he uh, he snapped out of it. So, you know, if 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 Peltz is injured, then Wes or Kyoso, I prefer Kyoso just yeah. simply because he's a more attacking player. Um, but I'm not convinced that that's what uh, Matt Taylor wants from his back four. Although, having said that, <laughs> Kielder doesn't do a bad job, does he? You know what I mean? So. Mm, true. Very, very true. Uh, right, score predictions. Uh, Danny, do you want to start us off? Ooh, um, I'm going to say a 2-1 to Rotherham, I think. I like it. A bit more nail-biting than I'd like it to be, but I like mm. it. Uh, Mick? Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to go 2-0. I'm going to, I'm going to say Victor, do a clean sheet. He's um, doing a clean sheet. So, 2-0 uh, Millers. I'm going to say I'm praying for just something comfortable. Um, do you know what? Let's get an early goal and let's get a second one before half time and then we can just chill out a little bit. We don't have too much panic on. It'll, it'll be fine. Yeah. Um, just run down the fixtures in and around us on Saturday. Cardiff at the early kickoff with the Derby. Uh, they play Bristol City. Seven Sea Bridge Derby or something like that is called in it. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, something like that. Yeah, they're making them up now, surely. Yeah. They hate, they hate each other. I don't know why. One's in England, one's in Wales. Maybe that's why. I don't know. Uh, it's about an hour away as well. Anyway, let's move on. We've gone over. <laughs> uh, Blackpool host Burnley. Uh, Huddersfield host Coventry. Uh, we obviously host QPR. Uh, Wigan. Wigan Birmingham is a big one. Birmingham win. Birmingham, uh, I will sail off into the sunset. Wigan win. And then Wigan are back alive. And Birmingham obviously walked back into it. So that's that's a really big game, that one. Really big. Um, uh, Prediction, Sean Grease is 2-0. Powerbed UK is also 2-0. Michael Carnell, 3-1. Josh Josh Hinsliffe, 1-0. Hugel, 96th minute penalty. (laughs) <laughs> Aaron Bond won't give us a 96-minute penalty. Don't worry about that. Uh, Chris Tether says a 2-0 and a comfy last 10 minutes. Oh, what, what we'd give oh, for that. Well, yeah. Uh, John Morrell won one. I'm not picking the best result for us at all. No. <laughs> um, Kim Haywood, 1-0. Tobias thinks we'll win 3-0. And so does Jossa. The positivity coming out of you guys there is, uh, is positive. John Morrell says, sailing off into the sunset, you have far too much confidence in Birmingham. Win that and they'll lose the next five. That's fine. I can deal with that because if you beat yeah. Wigan, if you do that, and then then you play us next week and let us have three points and we'll all be yeah, happy. Yeah. Happy days. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> we will end it there. I think there's a few more topics we could have covered, but we've got an hour and ten minutes and it probably needs a week, so we need to crack on with this. Um <laughs> Thank you all for being with us. Please do subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't done already. We will be back on, well, Saturday evening will also be instant reaction. Uh, that'll be our Saturday evening instant reaction, obviously, for the game. There'll be one of, one of us and maybe Ben or maybe somebody else. In. So you can get some, in, uh, get some other views on the game. We'll be back Sunday evening for the full, full review of the QPR game. And hopefully, like I said, we'll be hopefully one step closer to survival. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, if you're listening on audio, that'll be out Monday morning. And again, please subscribe to iTunes, Spotify, wherever you are listening. Give us a five-star rating if you haven't done already. We would really very much appreciate that. And as I mentioned at the start, if you're not doing it on Sunday afternoon, you're local to Parkgate uh, or Roundwood, Rotherham Women's Free, free entry, 
think it's International Women's Day, the reason they're doing that. And they're having a great run of fixtures, great run of three wins in a row. Mm. So if you can go down there and support them, please do, because, well, it's free football on a Sunday afternoon. What more do you want? It's great. Um, Mick, thank you for being with us. Uh, it's, been, it's been a pleasure as always. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. Danny, we had a rocky start, but we got there in the end. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he could um, sum up Matt Taylor's tenure, that, couldn't it, really? Um, well, hopefully. <clears throat> yeah. But yeah, always, always a pleasure, lads. Thank you very much. Thank you, everybody, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Rebel. Vicious. But brilliant. You're with it. What's got around the back? And Richie Wood has done it again. The magic man has come up with another trick. Well, there's a chance to seal it. It's done. It's Georgie Kelly. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.,